From a secret location in room 100 of 540 Jack Gibbs Boulevard, this is Craft. I'm your host, Doug Dangler. Welcome to the Craft Halloween Show and the yearly demonstration that your host should be under intensive psychological care. Today's Fear Fest brings you five different tales designed to drive you to madness. The first is the confession of sorts from a young fellow who likes to explore his neighborhood wearing a little bit of makeup and some colorful clothing. The next two stories explore the same basic idea from very different viewpoints. The first from Columbus Improv and the second from Ohio State University creative writing students. Then we have my old friend Whimsy Slattershot talking to Count Dracula who's decided to come out and tell the world about himself. And finally, supernatural enthusiast and author Kat Klockow tells me a story about an Ohio girl who just didn't get along with her family. That's all today on Craft. Stay tuned. There's magic in pancake makeup, a purity. Smoothing it on feels like I'm making myself clean, flawless, evenly coated and spotless. So that's not what makes me do these things. Maybe it's the red around my mouth, that splash of gore around where I eat, where I take in the nourishment that fuels me and drives me on. And then my bulb red nose is just a clotted reminder of a lost fight. The wig, oh, that's just something that goes up there. It has a place on my head that nothing else will fill. Sometimes the little flower pot hat likes to sit up there and sometimes it's a tiny bowler. It's gotta be small. The wrong size is the right fit. I never know what's going to top the Sunday, what's going to make me whole. The base of the Sunday is my big baggy pants, my special place for toys and other sharp necessities. Oh, suspenders, so freeing. Get that tight belt off your stomach and see if you don't feel immediately better. Like a new man, I always say. A new man. Shirts are a problem. I don't like frilly. I've been caught on too many briars, too many pickers in the dark, deep woods. Happy patterns pulled to incriminating shreds so it's something snug i need across my chest pulling a little nice shirt that's tight and soothing across my nipples same thing with shoes you can't run in big floppy ones and sometimes i need to run yes indeedy sometimes i'm not as careful as i should be i wasn't careful last night or I guess really it was this morning. Oh, no, no. I was out in the woods just enjoying myself when I saw her standing in the window, stretching 
maybe standing up after watching TV, maybe just working at the kinks after a long day. The sight of her pulled me up short, froze me like the delicious Sunday I am. Have you ever walked past someone's house on a summer's evening when all the windows are open and you heard their phone ring? Oh, it's like a little entry into their world. Suddenly you're in their kitchen, maybe smelling the potato cheese casserole and greasy hamburgers with fresh cut onions they had for dinner. You're part of their happy little family, wondering who's on the phone, who would call at dinner time. But when they answer, they talk too low. You can't hear. The moment is broken, ruined for you because they had to be selfish. Watching her stretch in the window was a moment like that. I could feel her spine and shoulders tense, then release. Feel the creases from sitting just melt away, her lithe body awakening. And then she took a huge breath, not really a yawn, just her mouth wide open, eyes closed, chest out, perky. When she exhaled, I exhaled, and I knew I had to get closer, had to go more into her world. I knew I shouldn't. I knew this wasn't my place. That was the Randy voice in my brain, that old fuddy-duddy who ruins the fun, the one who goes to work, pays the stupid bills. He wasn't having fun, like always. But Squeako, oh, Squeako was enjoying himself. Squeako knows how to enjoy the woods, how to walk in the ravine, how to avoid the houses with the nasty, barky dogs. Squeako likes to get closer likes to nuzzle against the house and to watch what the lady did after the stretch. Would she get a drink, make a snack, use the bathroom? There's a line between the safety of the woods and the danger of the light. Step into that rectangle of illumination on the lawn and the necessary white of your face gives you away. They can see you now. It's no longer just you in the woods watching them. They're in your world, and they're never happy. They never look at you with the wonder and joy you have when you look at them. They scream. They curse. They get guns and bats and meanness and hurt. So I'm careful. I know light is the enemy. I avoid it. But I won't cover my face, obscure my purity. That's what makes it fair. I'm stark white, pure in the woods, and they're surrounded by artificial light. Fragile bulbs pouring out liquid illumination that spills around them, cocoons them, wraps them in electricity, their souls boiling in its radiation. How could they not be infected by it? But I'm not. And she wasn't. Not that night, I thought, casting her spell across the lawn and into my eyes, drawing me closer, enticing me with her movement, her silent siren song. It pulled me across the dewy grass, up to the holes sizzling on her lawn. From the window's light, I hovered there, just out of sight, mute witness to her beauty. 
It was a shimmering moment of transcendence, our lives entangling, wrapping together without words, without hesitation, her lack of knowledge of the moment making it true beauty. And then the monster. I don't know how I missed him, how I hadn't seen him before. Maybe he was new. Maybe he'd just been inside before. Usually I can see their droppings and I know to stay away, but she'd been careful with those in her pure way, keeping her lawn free from soil. But he was there, huge, angry, close. I heard his collar moments before he launched himself at me, jaws clamping on my arm, tearing flesh in my carefully chosen shirt. We fell together, him grinding, wounding, me holding in the pain, howling inside. What could I do? I had no choice. The knife from my pants flicked free, buried itself in him, spinning, gouging, cutting, returning wound for wound, pain for pain. He squirmed away from me, still quiet. I followed and sunk the blade into his neck, tearing and twisting, ending. He fell into the square of the light from the window, a dripping, empty shell. I rested on my knees as long as I dared, panting and bleeding. I wrapped the remains of my shirt around my arm and drew back into the woods. I was wrong. I was wrong. She wasn't pure like me. The monster proved that. But when I heal, I'll be back in my pure white paint, my just right wig and cherry hat, and my new shirt. And in my Sunday pants, I'll bring some new sharp toys just for her. This is Pets by Samantha Tucker, Cade Lebron, Neil Grayson, Mallory Laurel, and Megan Callahan. When you're at Walmart, you're with family. We've got everything you need. Our story begins at a typical Walmart, a store like any of the hundreds upon thousands of other Walmarts across the country. But today, in this small Midwestern town, this Walmart will set the stage for a terrifying tale of murder. Hey, Julie. I thought you weren't coming in till later. Hey, Greg. No, Bill called in sick, so I said I'd cover for him. Mm, double shift? It's his daughter's school play, and she's the lead fairy. Ah, I see. That's sweet of you. Real sweet. Greg was sweet on Julie. Obviously. Oh, heads up. Tanya's on the prowl. Tanya Jenkins, general manager of Walmart. She's difficult to describe. But to boil it down to one word, she's... Hey, keep that line moving. We've got a bathroom that looks like it exploded in the back I need plunged and mopped, and we're short-staffed as it is. And Julie, do you have those flyers posted yet? You know we do flyers on Monday, and now it's Tuesday and there's no flyers. Do I have to do all the work in this store? To boil it down to one word, difficult. Not yet, Tanya. I'm working on it. I told you to get these done yesterday. What's taking so long? All you have to do is take them out there and pin them to the missing person's board. 
Corporate is going to have my butt if these don't get hung. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I just get caught up reading them and wondering what could have happened to all these kids. Oh, I'll tell you what happened. They went missing. That's all you need to know. End of story. Bye-bye. Hang the things. Okay, I'll take care of it. It's really messed up that she makes you do this. What? Hang these up while your brother's still missing. Isn't this the third year he's been gone? Yeah, he'd be eight now. I don't really want to talk about that. Julie had always been close to her little brother Danny. Three years ago, they were playing in the front yard and Julie went inside to make more water balloons. She was only gone for a moment, but that moment was enough. Danny was gone and he's been missing ever since. That's cool. I get it. I just wanted you to know that uh, me and my family are thinking of your family and stuff. I'm here if you need anything at all, like, like, like a shoulder to cry on or whatever, okay? Thanks, Greg. That means a lot. I better go hang these before you know who gets back. The missing persons board. In some stores, it's just a corner of a window. In others, they've gotten rid of it entirely, moved to online systems, more modern ways to count those who have been taken. Missing. Danny Smith, male, white, five years old, last seen near his residence, 43 West Hamilton Street. Missing since 61813. But today, Julie isn't alone at the board with the missing. Excuse me, ma'am. Sorry to bother you, but I have to post some of these. Oh, that's fine, pet. Don't mind me. I was just looking on my way out. It's just so very sad. Yes, ma'am. I feel the same way. All these missing kids, I can't help but think of all the parents wondering where they are. And siblings, I guess. Mmm. The saddest thing is, some of these children probably disappeared with their parents or because of them. I saw a segment on 60 Minutes. I like to think a lot of them ended up someplace better than where they were before, where they could be taken care of and loved properly. Uh, I guess so, but I think the best place for kids is with their own families. Oh, yes. I suppose you're right, pet. I don't know that I've seen you in here before. Have you worked here long? About six months. Why, how lovely. It must be a big help to your family that you bring in extra income. I don't know what I'd do without my Greg's paycheck. You know Greg? I should say I do. I'm his grandmother. Oh, wow. Nice to meet you. He and I actually go to school together. He's older, but I know his name from the football games and stuff. He's a great guy. My Greg, always so popular. Oh, this cart is such a bother. Is something wrong? So full of groceries today, and I choose the cart with the rickety wheel. Trust my luck. Let me help you take these out to your car. Oh, I'd hate to call you away from work. No, it's my pleasure. Julie, I asked you to hang up those posters. Sorry, Tanya. I was just going to help this customer out to her car and come right back. I can't count on you to follow through on anything. Ever since your brother went missing, you've been a real slacker. And this is a job, Julie. A place of work. You can't just sit around expecting to take care of everything. I... I'm sorry. I was only trying to help. I've had enough of your help. Take these groceries out and don't come back in here. What? Oh, no. I didn't mean to do... You're fired. Are you serious? She was only helping me, really. I asked her to. It was all my fault. Sorry, ma'am. This is company business. It's nothing you did. She's been a real problem from the start. What? You're being totally unreasonable. I can't- I can't believe this is happening to me. Oh, God. Spare me the sob story. Just consider this another sad thing you can write about in your diary. Now, I'll need to collect your vest and name tag, and don't expect to get paid for that half-assed job you did tonight. Ma'am, I'm so sorry you had to see this. Is there anything else I can do for you? I'm just fine, thank you. 
I'm so glad to hear it. Thank you so much for being an Allmart member. We truly value your business. I'm sure you do. Thank God that bit bitter woman is gone. Even I don't like her. I'm sorry if I got you in trouble, pet. No, no, it's not you. You didn't do anything. She's wanted to fire me for a while. She would have found an excuse sooner or later. I just don't get why she hates me so much. Tanya was a very angry person. She seems like a very angry person. I've lived long enough to know that you shouldn't try too hard to understand very angry people. Most of the time, they don't even understand themselves. How do they get that way? I mean, I could be angry, I could shout and argue, I could be a terrible person too. I have every reason to be. I haven't seen my brother in years. My brother! It's not fair, you know. For all I know, Danny could be... Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get you involved in all of this. It's fine. I'm fine. I guess I'm still a little raw about it. I'll let you go now. Let me go? <laughs> How charming! This is more than my Greg ever talks to me. I wish I had you around the house to keep me company. Well, he talks about you a lot, if that makes you feel better. Oh, I doubt it. He made captain of the football team, and all of a sudden he's too important to help his old Grammy around the house. I suppose I'm used to being forgotten. I just wish he'd take care of the pets a little more. That's not too much to ask, is it? No, not at all. Maybe I'll remind him when I see him at school. You're a sweet little pet to say that. Speaking of pets, yours must be a pretty big one. I've never seen one person buy so much dog food. Oh, not so much. But I like to stock up. Maybe it's just my generation. Martha was a child of the Depression era. When times were tough, but the people were tougher. Tough as nails, tough as an iron heart. My brother and... Um, I got my grandma a dog a few years ago. You know, for security. A dog is better than any alarm system. That's what she used to say. Oh, yes. Well, that's why I have my Greg. Right, of course. Although, well, I don't want to make you uncomfortable, dear, but I wonder, do you have any plans tonight? For dinner, I mean. It's just that, well, Greg is working here all night, or so he says. Who knows these days? As you say, my little pet is hardly a guard dog, and with Greg gone... Oh, you know, never mind. I really don't want to impose after the night you've had. No, no, it's fine. Believe me, these days I don't have much to go home to. What did you need? Anything. It's embarrassing to ask. You see, that's what they don't tell you at your age, so young. You know, I bet my Greg has a little crush on a pretty thing like you. Um, I don't, um, thank you, but Greg and I are definitely just friends. Greg definitely wanted to be more than just friends. You don't have to be modest, pet. Enjoy it while you can. It just gets more embarrassing this getting older. The world isn't nice to old women. You'll see. I don't even know when it started. I get lonely at night now and then. I get scared. We all get scared sometimes. That's normal. Not like this. The night can be so quiet. And then all you hear are your thoughts. I think about terrible things. Just like you said, I could be terrible too. They never told us it would be like this. Being alone. Well... When you get a little older, you'll understand that people like Tanya are the least of your problems. Well, this is terrifying. Julie always respected her elders, but she also found them a little odd. Ah, youth. Oh, I've gone and made you uncomfortable again. Don't worry, dear. Those are my problems. I was just going to ask if you wanted to join me for dinner. Keep an old lady company, you know? I promise I won't carry on like I did just now. And maybe you could help me unload all of this dog food. It'll be days before Greg gets to it. I'd be happy to. I have to admit, I could use the company too. 
Julie sits nervously at Martha's kitchen table, bouncing her leg fast as Martha putters manically back and forth across the kitchen. When Martha's not arranging the butter dish and knife block at perfect straight angles or refolding the dish rag over the oven handle, she's wringing her hands, the perfect portrait of unease. I'm not sure why she's uneasy. Are you? Do you take sugar, pet? It's okay if you want to get that call. No, no, I'm sure it's okay. It's only ever telemarketers calling me. Would you like sugar? Um, do you have any honey? Oh, of course, dear. Thank you. Of course, dear. Ooh. Do you like the tea? It's really hot. Oh, I'm sorry. Mine's just fine. My tongue went years ago. Oh, okay. Can I get you something to eat? I made meatloaf just this evening. Meatloaf is something of a specialty with Martha. Oh, no thank you. I'm fine. Greg can have some when he gets home, but he missed dinner with his Grammy again. (laughs) That boy. It's okay. I'm still really full. I had my break right before... before Tanya fired me. Well, all right. It sure is good. It's right there in the fridge. If you change your mind, I can get some. No, no. It's okay. I promise. I'm vegetarian, so I don't eat meat anyway. Oh. Well, that's just fine. That's fine. I always told Greg, you've got to eat your meat. Makes a boy grow big and strong and handsome, too. Tell him that and he'll eat anything. (laughs) And now look at him. Such a good-looking boy. He is really tall. Taller than his dad by age 12. Wow. And such a handsome boy. Julie started to ask Martha if she was raising Greg, But the slight catch in the old woman's voice was enough to tell her the answer was yes. That's why you've got to eat your meat, I told him. Mm Mm-hmm. No healthy creature can go a day without meat. I always said you've got to survive. I don't know. I really... Hi, Greg. What is Julie doing here? Hi there, Greg. How was work? You're you're here early. I called. Oh, I must not have heard it ring. You didn't hear it ring. You know how my ears are. They went years ago. Julie, can I drive you home? I... Greg, don't be so rude. I thought you'd be happy to see your friend. Well, she she just must be really tired, Grammy. You had a really long day, didn't you, Julie? I did, but I'm okay, and your grandma made me this tea. Call me Martha, pet. She's going to stay for meatloaf. She doesn't want your disgusting meatloaf. Greg! She doesn't even eat meat. I've seen her eat it. Julie, can I take you home? You don't have to entertain my crazy, my crazy grandmother. Seriously, I don't even know how many marbles she's got rolling around in there. Ow! Grammy! Don't you talk to your grandmother that way! Who raised you? Guys... Who made you into the man you are, hmm? Who kept you safe? Who taught you everything you know about how to stay alive? This isn't right! I- Guys! Can someone drive me home? Just... one of you. Julie, before you go, can you just- Are you trying to get her to get the dog food from your car? I'll get the freaking dog food. Jeez, Grammy. Juicy mercy. I'll drive you home in just a minute, Julie. I'm sorry. He really is a very nice boy. Will you come downstairs for just a second, Greg? I'm bringing the dog food downstairs. Let me get the laundry, too. I'll be just a moment, Julie. Okay. Okay. Julie, I'll give you a ride home. Just a sec. Well. 
Greg, I'm gonna come in and see if you're okay. Okay? Martha, Martha, is he okay? He was not okay. Definitely dead and collapsed in a cage on top of his creepy grandma, who had almost certainly just murdered him. Super unfortunate. Oh, he's doing just fine. He was still dead. And it became apparent to Julie that the basement they were in had not just one, but many cages. And a large amount of child's playthings scattered around. There was a teddy bear near her foot, and she noticed a tattered onesie across the floor. But she tried to keep it together, for Greg's sake. I'm just going to check his pulse, all right? And we'll get him some help. It seems like he really needs some help. (laughs) My darling, I'm afraid that just won't be possible. I thought we'd be more comfortable this way. Right, right. But let's take him upstairs, okay? Because I don't think it's going to be comfortable for much longer. Julie was still trying valiantly to keep it together, but then she saw the orange squirt gun on the floor. Danny. Hmm? You... Is that... (laughs) Oh, the boy with the squirt gun. That one was so precious in his front yard. He was so excited to take a walk with me. Our front yard. It was our front yard. Julie's green squirt gun was still sitting in her dresser drawer at home, missing its pair. But perhaps... Perhaps it is a bit cold down here, and I'd like to get in my bed instead. Excuse me? Oh, yes, my bed would be much better, and Greg can stay down here for the night, but I think you should help me up to my bed. Can you just do me a tiny favor and help me up? No, no, Martha, I don't think so. Oh, come, be a dear. With her first genuine smile of the last decade, Julie locked Martha in the cage with Greg's dead body. You know, I've spent a lot of time doing tiny favors and being a deer and stocking shelves and following directions and being good and waiting for my brother to come home, and I think I'd really rather not anymore. You look pretty fine right where you are. Julie, darling, I know you like to help people. Let's just go ahead and put that in past tense. I used to like to help people. I liked to help people. Now I like other stuff. I like to leave you down here to die. Let's be reasonable. Ma'am, I'm afraid that just won't be possible. members of Columbus Unscripted. 
And starting on this side, please. Barbara under- Allen. Jamie Williams. Kayla Graham. Bill Sabo. Lorinda Ostapak. All right. And they are going to tell you a story tonight, uh, which I've given them some characters and a very poor outline. And uh, they can deviate from that outline or outline their deviation however they would like to do that. And I'm going to step back and listen to the magic. So I give you Columbus Unscripted. There's a story that's been told through the generations. Whenever you're at a Walmart, you may be buying a supersized item, but be careful. Julie. Julie. Yes, Natalie. Why is it taking you so long to put these missing children's posters up? (laughs) These children are missing. We need this to be perfect. People need to be able to read this. They need to be able to find these babies and bring them home. This is serious business. I don't know why you're not... Am I out of poster, ma'am? Ma'am, there's been a child missing. I just ran out of tape like five minutes ago. You ran out of tape? I ran out of tape. Why didn't you bring enough with you? I thought I had. I didn't realize there were so many missing kids. There's another one missing. Oh Is my it, gosh! Do you have any like double stick tape? Oh, oh my gosh! Another one's missing. This is ser- the, the town. Pretty soon, we're not going to have children in this town, Julie. Do I have to like go buy my own tape, or if, is it if provided? necessary? You need to you need to figure it out. I'm not here to hold your hand. I am not here to be your mother. We have enough mothers that need help. I know. I'm. So- so I'm about to go get the tape. Thank Excuse you. Excuse me, ma'am. Could you tell me where the automotive department is? It's aisle 22. Julie, no crying at Walmart. I'm sorry. Get it together. Here's a okay. tissue. Okay. Okay. Joanne Miller. Missing. June 2015. Find me. Mark Williams. Missing. Where's my mom? August. 2014. Leland. Waskovitz. Missing. November. I just want to go home. 2015. I was going to be somebody. Brian. Johansson. Missing. December 12th, 2015. Um, excuse me, ma'am. Do you mind if I get by here? I have to hang some more posters up. Of course, sweetheart. Go right ahead. Um, do you need any help shopping? Oh, no, thank you. I like to be the voice of the children that are missing. They need to be known. Ryan. Kind of what the board's for. McCoy. Uh, Natalie. January. Natalie. Julie. Um... This lady's kind of weirded me out. Julie, I told you I can't be here all the time. I want to see you. I want to see you be put on your adult pants. Okay. Put them on. Let me okay. see you put them on. Oh, like, oh, just, okay. There you go. Oh, all right. It's pretend. It's imaginary. Just, okay. Just pretend like you're putting them on. It'll okay. help you get okay. get the confidence you need. Now I, now I need okay. you to approach this woman. Remember okay. your training. I believe I need you to do... I can't be here all the... I won't always be here, Julie. Okay, okay, I can do it. Okay. Uh, hi, ma'am. Welcome to Walmart. Oh, thank you, dear. That's kind of you. Hi. Uh, uh, my name's Julie. Julie? Ha. I'm Martha. Um, will you be shopping today? Oh, I have my basket over here with everything that I've purchased today. I just like to finish my day by witnessing 
be a true witness for those missing children on the wall. Okay, that's not weird at all. Do you mind if I step? What was the problem here, Julie? I don't understand why you've been harassing this nice old lady. I feel like you came to me like there was a problem, and I don't see what the problem was to begin with. I know, I'm just, I'm trying to coach you. I'm trying to coach you as a mentor here, okay? And Benjamin I just don't Walmart understand. Shoppers, we have a special <sighs> on all back-to-school clearance items in aisle 17. 50% to 75% off. Okay. Thanks, Roger. Okay. Um, ma'am, ma'am, I can't yeah. find my daughter. She um, was she was here earlier. She was looking at a Jonas Brothers t-shirt, and now I can't. I don't, Do you have, like, a picture um, printed? I can, I, like, hang it on the I, She looks like me, but younger. Okay. She's a younger me. She's my just, daughter. Oh, yeah. Ma'am, do you have a poster that we can add to the board? I have her. This is her fifth grade photo. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll bring it over to the photo. Yeah, we'll type something up for you. Okay. This happens all the time. Okay. We're going to just type. I was just, we'll type I was it just, up real quick and we'll add it to the Jonas board. Brother poster and now she's missing. Ma'am, I'm sorry. There's nothing There's nothing we can do but put up a poster. Jonas so. Brother, that's how we cleared out the clearance section. Oh, oh. Um, um, ma'am, Martha, ma'am, would you like me to help you to your car? Oh, that is such a conscience. No one ever asks me to help me take my groceries to the car. That would be so kind of you. No need to brown nose while I'm here, but you, I will allow it this time. Man, we got to check your receipt. Nobody leaves Walmart unless I read that receipt. I got to see everything in that basket. This is my partner, Bud. Bud's going to look in the basket. I'm going to read the receipt to him. You better match up perfectly, yeah, better match too, right lady. Up. Where, so where where are no, these Twizzlers? Where are these no, Twizzlers? No, no worries, my friend. Here's my receipt. There's a lot of dog cages in here. Um, guys, these bags are really heavy. Can I just like go to our car now? All right, Julie, we're closing, so we'll make an exception. <laughs> I'm 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 parked over there by the by 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 the the cart basket. The the minivan with the windows yeah. blacked out. That's. Oh, yeah. I have sensitivity to sunlight, oh, okay. dear, so yeah. yes, that would be my van. Thank you. Okay. Just right in the back? Right. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, all right. Anything else you need, ma'am? Oh, you know, would you... Oh, I couldn't ask. I would just be too much. What? What? Well, I don't really want to impose, but could you... Could you come home with me? I have so many heavy things, and it would just be so helpful. And this limp of mine just just gets aggravated Don't in go, the Julie. in Don't the it, cooler Julie. weather. Don't go, Julie. Trust your instincts, um, Julie. Something's telling me not to, but I really want to impress my boss. So okay, oh, I'll absolutely let your boss know how kind you were and helpful you were to me. Okay. No, Julie. Don't go. Is there like a radio on? Don't go chasing oh, okay. waterfalls. Oh. to the rivers and the lakes that you used to. Yeah, I always liked. I always liked that good R and B music from the nineties. <laughs> I wasn't born yet, so. Attention, attention! There are missing children everywhere. If you see a child, you're lucky. There aren't Amber Alert. Big Amber Alert. No kids left in this town. Oh. 
<laughs> Good thing I'm is not it? with some creep, right? Oh, I know. That's why I bear witness at Walmart and name all the names of the missing children. Someone has to be their voice. Like the in memoriam <laughs> or whatever. In memoriam. In memoriam. That would be in memoriam, dear. Yeah, and that that's thing. when they're at the dead. Shows. Oh, well. Missing children still could them. possibly be alive. I've seen the first 48, and it's not promising for most of them. So Julie got in the car with Martha. She surely shouldn't have, and they took the very, very slow route down, down winding roads to a trailer. Martha's trailer. It smelled like Cracker Jacks, and it also smelled like Cheetos, but day-old Cheetos. Not even name-brand Cheetos, but Julie got right out of the car. Dear, they can go right up in there on the on the kitchen table. That would be wonderful. Right here? Oh, yeah, that'd be... Oh. Yes, perfect. Oh, okay. you know, I like to keep some of my items in my basement because I just don't have all that extra cupboard space. Could I impose just a little bit more, maybe? Maybe? Uh, I mean, I usually have a strict, like, no basement policy, but, um... Oh. If you tell my don't boss I did a really basement, good job, Julie. I guess Trailers don't don't I can basement, do Julie. it. Trailers don't, don't have basements. I feel really weird about it. But oh well, if you don't want to, dear, I can do it. You know, I my hip is is acting up a little bit, but that's okay. Oh no I no no go. no, it's okay. I can do it. I have hips. Really? Well, oh, that would just be wonderful, dear. So Julie, if you just that that the the thirty six pack of toilet paper as well as my water pack of water bottles, that would be good okay. too. Is it this the cellar door? Oh, hang on a second, dear. Yes, can I help you? Oh, hi, ma'am. Uh, yeah, we are just uh, dropping off some flyers in the neighborhood here. We have an awful lot of missing children coming up oh, lately. Oh, I know. It's and we, terrible. Yes, and we'd just like you to be on the lookout for it. Um, you know, Would you mind if I came in and just had a, a drink of water? It's awfully hot out of here. Of course, of Thank course. You. Julie, can you grab a bottle of water out of that pack for this gentleman here? Oh, I know the missing children. It's just terrible these days. Here you go, days. sir. Oh, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, keep your eye out for these kids. There are a whole lot of them. Thank you. Oh, it's so good to see people being active in the neighborhood, making sure that the kids are safe and found. <laughs> okay, ma'am. Um, so, so this cellar door right here, is that where I'm going? Please, Julie. Basement, Julie. Um, do you have a radio on in here, too? Oh, you know what? These drafty, these drafty homes, I have bad windows. It just, the things just kind of make a muck sometimes, oh. but it's okay. Okay, okay. It's, it's kind of dark down there. Do you have a, do you have a light or a Oh, fire? there's a, there's a pull string light at the bottom of the steps. You'll be All fine. All the way at the, at the bottom. the bottom. Oh, yes. Of course. Okay. Is there any place specific you want it? Oh, over on the workbench would be fine. Okay. I think you spilled some red paint down here, ma'am. Oh, be careful. Don't want to slip down there. I had a project I was working on. It's kind of an ongoing thing. Touch it, Julie. It's not from Joanne Fabric. Oh, uh, okay. Touch it. Um, I think I'm just gonna come back up now. Oh, Julie, hang on just a second. There's another thing I need to get down. Slam! Uh, ma'am, uh, the door is shut. 
Ma'am? Hello? Ma'am? Uh, Martha? Martha, can you let me back up, please? We um, haven't seen Julia work in a few days. What's going on? I don't want to get all up in your management style, but uh, what's going on with your employees? Uh, we, you know, um, I'm really worried about her, and I feel like I was really harsh on her the last time I saw her, and her mom came by the other day asking if we could put up a missing children's poster for her, and I said that she was too old for the missing children's poster wall. Yeah, but, she's way too old for the wall. So, so I feel responsible. I feel, I I just, I feel, I, I feel really responsible for her missing, and I don't know what it is. And the last time I saw she was with this old lady. Snap with out of it. Boy <laughs> number 72. I don't even remember your name. I'm from corporate. It's Natalie. All right, Natalie. Natalie. Take your lunch hour and go Go use your own mind to look for her. You don't need a poster. You know what? That's a great idea. Just get out of here and go find her. If anyone knows her, it's me. You know Julie. It's me. I trained her. I trained her from nothing. I made her something. Employee 72, she can't stop just leave. To me. I'm from corporate. Oh. Yeah, that's a delayed oh. slap. Slap me again. I need it. Oh. That's a lighter slap. That's what I needed. Exactly. You're hysterical. Like, okay. Get out of here. Okay. Don't make me report this okay. to corporate. Okay. Let me just... Okay. I gotta get out of here. Okay. Okay, Julie. Mike Thompson. Missing. February 2016. Ma'am, I don't have time for you reading these posters. We have a missing adult. Okay. Oh. This is different. This is, this is more mysterious. There's a missing adult? There's a missing Oh, that's just... Well, maybe they just went shopping someplace else. I don't think so. Or maybe they... She's won't. never she's never no-called, no-showed. And it's been three days. Natalie, but help me. Maybe maybe you're just a mean manager. Me? Listen to your mind, Natalie. You I, seemed really harsh with her the other day. Well, it's it's for her own good. I'm trying... I'm, I'm investing in her to... You know, maybe one day take over for me. You know, I, I won't be here forever, you know. Someone's got to be a manager here. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Walmart management. <laughs> Wait a minute. Were you... You were the lady... You were the last... Hey. You were the lady that was here with her the, the, la, the, the last time that she worked and... She, I remember what? telling, I remember telling her that she was good, she was, she was, she was, she was brown nosing. She was, she was, she was going to take your things to the car in front of me. So well, she, she well, where she, did she go after that? What have you, I, I don't, I, I mean, yes, she helped me take my bags to my car and Natalie, I said, Thank review you. the tape, review the videotape. We, I went on my way. Excuse me, ma'am. Can you tell me where the dog food aisle is? Aisle seven. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll be on my way. No. Good you luck. Stay. You stay right where you are. Natalie, help me. Find her. So Natalie got in her, she got a car to go ride from some strange gentleman, took it all the way out to Martha's house. A car to go or an Uber? Same thing. <laughs> I drive myself in my car to go. Well, then it was I'm an so Uber. I'm, I'm so upset with Julie. I've forgotten the tradition of the story. <laughs> There's a weird driver that seemed to have a lot of plot information. I, uh, we, uh, 
Just follow that follow that line of, of dog food on the road. Just keep following it. Just don't question me, Uber driver. Don't question me. This is good. Okay. All right, right here. Just stop the car. I'll walk from here. Julie, I'm so sorry. Where are you? Okay. Well, okay. What is this trailer doing in the middle of nowhere? Okay. All right. All right, I'm just going to go up. I'm going to knock on the door. I'm going to see if they know anything. It'll be great. Okay. Okay. Hello? Hello? Is anyone in there? Hello? I'm just gonna go in. I'm just gonna go in. I'm just gonna go in. I'm just gonna. Oh, I'm just gonna turn the do- doorknob. It'll be fine. I just. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna open. I'm just gonna open the door. Okay. Okay. Um. Hello. Is anyone in here? Don't go chasing oh. waterfalls. Leave the Hello. Hello. Anyone here? Is there anyone? Is there anyone here? What is? A little drafty in here. Julie? Natalie, help me. Julie? Go away. Julie. All right, I'm just, I I have a feeling that, ah, I don't like what I'm feeling right now, but I'm going to look in, uh, this looks like it could be a cellar. I'm going in. I have to. I have to for for Julie. I have to. I can't let her down. It's so dark in here. So dark in here. <laughs> what are you doing here? Welcome to Walmart. Would you like a shopping cart? I heard there's a really terrific manager here named Julie. I'd like to see her about giving her a award. An award. Hi, uh, I'm Julie. Um, thank you for this award. Um, it's for being a swell employee. And yeah, I know I only got this job because like Natalie died, like saving me and everything. But um, I don't take it for granted, like much. So, thank you. Natalie Jones, missing. October 2016. (laughs) I really should have told them what happened to her. Okay, that amount of disturbing was brought to you... (laughs) Courtesy of the Twisted Minds of Columbus Unscripted. And they encourage you to come down and see some of their uh, improv that generally isn't based on murder, as I understand. Well, sometimes. You never know. 
sometimes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. All right. Well, it is an addictive uh, thing to once you get going, um, it becomes a cereal. <laughs> so anyway, I want to thank you very much for being here today, and uh, your website is available at uh, www.columbusunscripted.com. All right. Bam. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, Doug. It's our pleasure. <laughs> Welcome back to Craft. I'm your host, Whimsy Slattershot. My guest today is someone who needs no introduction. You know him from books, television, and all manner of media, even radio. <laughs> Welcome, Count Dracula, to Craft. Good evening. Thank you, Whimsy. I'm just thrilled to be here for a 500-year-old guy. This is quite exciting, I can tell you. Let's talk about that. You're known for your secrecy. Why, after 500 years, are you confirming your existence now? Well, thank you for asking, Whimsy. Can I call you Whim? No. You see, Whim, it's like this. I'm a good guy, but I never get the credit I should. People are always, how you say, talking trash about me. I wanted to stop. So I'm talking to people in the media, even just NPR, to set the record straight. Dracula isn't some monster. He's a guy, just like you, who wants to get his work done, his lawn mowed, his lady maybe a little something nice for Saturday night out. So the rumors about you aren't true? Certainly not, uh, mostly. What are some of the things about you that uh, aren't accurate? So much of it. The capes, the tuxedos, for example, what am I, some sort of fashion dinosaur? <laughs> Tell them what I'm wearing. It looks like you're wearing uh, acid-washed jeans, a Hawaiian shirt uh, unbuttoned to the middle of your chest, and a parrot hat. Exactly. Retro fashion. I get it. I'm hip. Another thing is the bats. What's with all the damn bats? Do you know what you get when you have a ton of bats around? A ton of guano. Who wants to live with that? It's disgusting. Give me some credit. I haven't been around this long being some sort of guano fetishist. That's the Wolfman's territory. Talk about your disgusting animals. Sounds like you've got some anger to work out. Let's you talk know about... You who really annoys me is the Count on Sesame Street. That little OCD prick makes me sound like an idiot. What, with his endless counting? That guy's got some problems, tell you. You know what? He should really be counting. The number of times I could have sued him for libel. One, one huge lawsuit, two, two huge lawsuits. I'd take that children's television network right off the air. Make a snack of Big Bird. 
well, sure, there's there's that way of looking at it, but it must feel good to have so many movies devoted to your memory. Oh, yeah, sure. Am I getting residuals here? You can bet your ass I'm not. And have you seen these movies? Blood for Dracula, blood of Dracula, blood of Dracula's castle. This is not creative, people. I'm more than just a menu. See the man behind the diet, would you, people? Maybe you could address some of the rumors about your, uh, shall we say, eating habits. Oh, great. This is where the interview goes downhill. Always with our rumors, always with the blood. When you interview a farmer, do you ask about the screaming of the corn? I'm not sure that makes any sense. Of course you don't. He's just somebody trying to make a living, trying to make his way in the world. That's the problem with you liberal types. I don't see what my political leanings have to do with this. Listen, it's about what we need in this world. And sometimes you want it, and sometimes you need it. Does it even matter to you that most of us are doing the whole vegan thing and buying blood on the black market? Or that we've found people willing to give those you'd call fang hags. But they're really the best kind of people. So compliant and uh, tasty, delicious, so ripe, plump, full of juicy goodness. Those are the best kind of people. In fact, I've got to say, whim just thinking about them. Makes me so hungry, and you're looking so fit and ready for a harvest succulent. You wouldn't mind if I had just a nibble, would you? A, a smack roll of the old hemo. Why, yes, I think I would mind. You need to stay on your side of the lift. Help! Help! Help me! Oh, I got to tell you. The delicious. What have you been eating, Wim? Oh, is it... Is that steak? Some asparagus? Oh, the, um, whatever it is, it's delicious. Oh, God, it's like you're grain-fed. Yummy. Get back here. Cat Cloco has a lifelong interest in the paranormal and co-hosts the Paranormal View radio show. She's the author and illustrator of Jinxed and Spiritus Maximus and the books Haunted Hoosier Halls, Indiana University, and most recently, Ohio's Haunted Crimes, an exploration of 10 haunted crime scenes. Of the stories in the book, which do you find yourself telling other people most frequently? Uh, Which one has resonated with you? The one that resonated with me the most would be the Rose Family Murders in Lucas, Ohio. And this was something I grew up knowing of, I know it occurred, I didn't know the details. So when I started out researching all the different cases, which to highlight in the book, this was one that I immediately went to and discovered that yes, indeed, it is a very interesting case. It made international headlines in 1896 when it happened. And since both the Rose family farmhouse, the Berry farmhouse, are now part of the Malabar State Park. It is accessible now for people to visit. The Berry family homestead is the youth hostel for the (laughs) state park. And people have experienced ghosts in the youth hostel. The quick rundown is Celie Rose, who was a 23-year-old woman at the time, who some reports say she may have had some mental disorders, 
claimed that she was going to marry Guy Barry, the oldest son of the next door neighbor. And Guy Barry was not too thrilled with this. Now, there are two variations on what happened next. Either Guy Barry said to Celie Rose that her family did not like him and would not let them get married, trying to gently let her down. Or George Barry, Guy's father, angrily went over to David Rose, Celie's father, and demanded that Celie not only stop seeing Guy, to stop the rumors about them being married, and that Celie was no longer to pest Guy Barry on the family farm. She couldn't follow him around anymore and talk to him while he was doing his chores. Mm-hmm. Either way, Celie was disciplined rather harshly. And somehow got the idea to poison her family. And what she did was she took a rough on rats arsenic poison and put it in a schmear case, which is a cottage cheese pie, and served it to her family in June of 1896. Her father ate a large portion fairly quickly and got sick that morning. Her brother Walter ate a medium-sized portion and got sick later that day. And her mother, Rebecca, who didn't eat a lot of it, got sick later that night. David Rose and Walter Rose passed away fairly quickly uh, within days of eating the arsenic-laced pie. Rebecca actually made a full recovery and bounced back in Mm mid-July. But when she said to Celie, hey, this is me paraphrasing, (laughs) I think we're going to move now because there are too many people who suspect you murdered your brother and your father. So I'm going to sell the farm and we're going to move elsewhere. And Celie did not like this idea and immediately overdosed her mother that day, July 19th, 1896. And her mother by 10 PM was no more. And immediately the prosecutor for the area went after her and he was really the one who made sure she went to court and saw a jury. The neighbors all believed that it was an accident, but prosecutor Douglas was like, Nope. And this is me paraphrasing again. Nope. This girl clearly did something because everyone else in her family is dead. She is perfectly fine. And he had it arranged that Celie would go visit her friends, Tracy and Cora Davis in the next town over and spend two weeks with them. And Tracy and Cora's job, as well as their father, George, was to slowly get a confession out of Celie. And they managed to do this. Hmm. And she went to court in that October. They found her uh, not guilty due to reasons of insanity and took her to the Toledo County Insane Asylum or Toledo insane asylum and later lima insane asylum for the criminally insane where she passed away in 19 or 1937 she saw she was one of the first inmates of the new lima state insane asylum for the criminally insane and she's buried there to this day and you can visit her gravesite, which is marked with a white cross and a photo of her but you have to have permission to do so okay. by the property owners i hope you've enjoyed this halloween edition of craft and you'll join me during the regular broadcasts on wednesdays at 8 p.m 
This is Doug Dangler saying thank you to all of the folks who made it possible, whose names you can read at the website www.crafttheshow.com. Until next time, be creative, but don't go outside. Outside.